everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on You Loons. This is James. Pod on You Loons. This is Sam. How are we all doing? Doing good, man. It was a nice weekend for me. Other than the unexpected snow, was it supposed to snow, Sam? I thought it was just going to rain. And then we got we got dumped on last night. I think I kept hearing wintry mix, which is kind of a nice way of saying like anything could happen. <laughs> snow, hail, sleet, ice. <laughs> I, I all of that happened. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to snowblowers. Snowblowers, snowblowers are, are best. They're the best. Is this like a leaf blower but for snow? Do you not know what a snowblower? Yeah, I suppose. Like, why would you have one over there? It's kind it operates similar to like a lawnmower, but it blows snow away. Oh, that's cool. So you, you push it like you'd push a lawnmower, and there's like a little um side shoot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good word for it. And it just launches your snow across your driveway. That's cool. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we never really get enough snow that that becomes a problem. Yeah. Like we, like, we get snow, but it's never, like, it's never that bad, I guess. Do, you, do your cities have, like, fleets of snow plows? And- I wouldn't say fleets, maybe a few. <laughs> but it's not even like we don't even it's not actually no it's not even snow plows we just have uh road gritters like that's about as far as we get like they just sprinkle salt all over the road that's kind yeah, of ours ours plow the snow and sprinkle salt all over the road at the same time yeah ours, ours is generally just salt like we don't really plow actually like we just let it we just put we just pour some salt on it and, that, and that's pretty much it yeah let the salt do the work yeah just salt just, you know just add salt we just it's like throw throwing paper towels on a mess you know like <laughs> yeah. paper towels it'll just take it it'll just clean it up yeah don't worry about it we'll clean it like, up a, like adam sandler and big daddy you would just throw the newspaper out anytime there's like puke or pee exactly or something like that just just just, cut, just throw some stuff on it that's yep. all you have to do yep <laughs> But yeah, no, we, we don't really, I don't think, I don't think we have snow plows. Like when it snows, literally everything just comes to a grinding halt and like trains don't work. People don't drive anywhere. So like the Southeast United States, that's, that's what happens there. So, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. For any newer listeners who are confused, James lives in the Netherlands, which we, we, it doesn't snow. Oh. So James lives in the Netherlands and he Snapchatted us the other day and he's like, ooh, frosty morning. And you don't think of the Netherlands being significantly warmer than Minnesota, but I look at his Snapchat of his frosty morning and I was like, James, that looks like a nice spring day for us. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, it was below zero every morning, you know, over the past week or so has been below zero in the morning Celsius. But this week, we're getting into double digits. Woo, we're going to pass 10 Ooh, degrees. We're, wave, we're officially wave. warming up. Don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of water. Like the pond. I, I send these guys a Snapchat occasionally. If there's, there's a pond near my house that's just completely overflowed to where the park benches are almost kind of underwater. They're still basically underwater. Like that's not changed, but it's just getting slightly warmer. But I mean, soon, soon, TM, I get to experience your warmth. Yeah, yeah, James the other day. So he's coming Memorial Weekend to experience Minnesota. 
And he texts the other day. He's big, like, so, big announcement, everybody. Come on. We got a, we got a, it's a big announcement. Oh, yeah. James is coming to Minnesota, folks. All of our, our listeners out there. Get in line. James, get in line. <laughs> No, it should be good. I'm uh, I'm coming out Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be uh, Minnesota Aurora's first game, inaugural game. We're going to go see that. I'm going to go see. We got the Loons. We got NYCFC, I believe. Uh, defending champions. Yeah, might even fit in a. Uh, oh, I forgot they were defending champions. Eh. I always just it always just passes me by because it just was so. After we got out of the playoffs, I kind of blanked. Naturally, naturally, it happens. Yeah, and then, be- and then we found out that's the weekend that the Champions League final is happening. So we'll have to find a place to watch that, I guess. Yep. And then uh, maybe even some uh, Minneapolis City. Who knows? Yeah. Everyone's playing, three, actually. Three, <laughs> Thank three live soccer games plus maybe going to like a Brits pub to watch the Champions League final. Oh, that that's Sam. That sounds great. I feel like that's where we need to bring them. No. I, I feel like any any shot that I had of winning Dad of the Year will be just completely shot after this weekend. But nuked at Memorial Weekend. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. But yeah, James was like, "So what's the weather like in Minnesota around Memorial Day weekend?" I'm like, "It's the best weather you could possibly imagine. It's 70s, maybe low 80s, usually sunny." Knock on wood, not that that's been working for us, but knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't rain. You couldn't ask for a better Minnesota weather weekend than what Memorial weekend typically is or what like late May, early June is in Minnesota. Perfect time to be coming over. Yeah, the only thing we need to make sure that we make happen for James, and this is for the the listeners out there, we got to get James on a boat. We got to get him to have the true Minnesota Memorial Day experience. Maybe tubing? We can have James bring his swim trunks and he can get on an inner tube and, and we can pull him behind a boat. That would be great. So anybody out there that wants to make that happen, just let us know. I was going to say, Justin, do you have a boat? We do, but it's two and a, it's two hours away. So, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But that's kind of far. I yeah. said maybe. It's closer than the, the I guess it's it's closer than the flight that James is taking to be in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, but. that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he wants to spend four of his hours, his precious hours in Minnesota in a car. Yes. He'd rather be on a boat with a stranger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no one's strangers on a boat, yeah. Sam. That's true. That's true. And no one's a stranger if they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, hit us up with your boats <laughs> on Twitter. Come on, Sam. <laughs> no, uh, what? I can't be Minnesota awkward, right? Like Minnesotans are awkward. We're all friends here. We're all friends here, but right, we're, we are still awkward. I'm going to say something silly. Like if I was ever, if I was to ever meet someone uh, who is a listener from the show, I, I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled to uh, converse with anyone, but I would probably say something stupid. I mean, that happens on the pod as well. So it does happen just, on the pod. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's just life, man. Normal service. We can't we can't shoot a hundred percent, right? Like we're gonna have misses on things that we say. We are. We are. Yeah, we are. Now on the podcast, if any of us say anything that like is really a miss, there's like a second chance to just edit that thing out. <laughs> just <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> In real life, that's not there. <sighs> Shame. Shame. 
All right. So should we get to? I, I was going to say. Yeah. We... yeah spe- speaking of the podcast, should we start the podcast? Let's do it. Let's do it, James. All right. Let's talk about uh, some transactions. We signed some people to MNUFC two. Yes. That's, Which uh, maybe they'll be in town Memorial Weekend too. We can make it four games plus a Champions oh League final. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so we signed Emmanuel Iwi. I think it's Iwi. And CC Uche. Iwe plays midfield and is the first Minnesota native to sign with MNUFC 2. Comes from St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis Park High School. St. Louis. St. Louis Park High School uh, and St. Cloud State. And Uchi, feel free to, you know, correct my pronunciation. I'm pretty sure that one's Uche. Uche, who uh, is a defender, was uh, LAFC's second round pick in 2021, played last year for Las Vegas Lights FC in the USL Championship. So we signed both of these guys, MNUFC 2. Yeah, starting to build quite a good roster, I think. We've signed quite a few people, so it's it's looking good. I guess we'll see what happens when they... uh, when they start playing, they also had their schedule release, so we'll have to see if the stars align with that somewhere as well and uh, see if we can get that going. And Allianz Field, this is probably the more exciting part of this news, uh, for me at least, is releases their new stadium food. So they released a list. I believe it's 16 items, a new menu items. So uh, a jam-packed lineup of mouth-watering menu items. Uh, it's a good thing. Huh? Yeah, and you're going to one game, so you got to choose wide. You got to choose wisely. <laughs> I was looking down this list, and the things that caught my eye was the sausage gravy poutine. That sounds so good. Oh man, that, <laughs> that just sounds so insane. And the bishop burger. I'm a sucker for a burger, and anything that has like loon onion jam, I'm excited to see what that actually tastes like. And old okay. Dutch chips. Yeah, you got me sold. Yeah, Old, Old Dutch is a local potato chip brand. My favorite local potato They're chip good, brand. They're good, James. Don't, You'll enjoy them. Don't get me wrong, but it is a potato chip. Yeah, no, I. Uh, that's fine. A what good about you guys? Chip. What about you guys? What what tickles what tickles the taste buds as you look so down that there, list? There's a lot of good food that's already there. I'm a big fan of the Brasa burritos, but I will I will definitely be trying the Dirty Secret. So my wife and I have been kind of venturing into more plant-based foods. And uh, Jay Selby is this really good plant-based restaurant in St. Paul, I believe. And they have this this burger called The Dirty Secret. It's a, a plant-based Big Mac. Yeah. So I am very interested in that. Very, very interested in that. Yeah. And I, I remember looking at this list the first time and seeing that Dirty Secret before for realizing it was plant-based and being like, ooh, that looks amazing. I'm not turned off by the idea that it's plant-based. I would definitely give it a try. I am, I haven't had like an impossible burger or anything like that. I've had a black bean burger before and those are okay. Um, I accidentally bought my daughter uh, plant-based chicken nuggets without realizing it and those were okay. <laughs> they taste just like uh, school chicken nuggets. That's what I. That's that's my consensus. Yeah, they were they were very okay as far as chicken nuggets go, and maybe a little on the greasy, oily side. But a- anyway, like when I don't know when a lot of these foods looked amazing. When I go to a sporting event, especially in the summer, I I don't know. I don't want 
super messy things because then you end up having to get up to go wash your hands. So I don't know, like the gnome giant pretzel. I'm a sucker for a giant pretzel. So hearing that the gnome is there with like a gourmet giant pretzel so you don't have to eat the super pretzel that tastes like cardboard, like that sounds really good to me. They probably have some good dipping sauces to go with it, maybe some nice mustard. I should just look at that. Yeah. Ooh, it has like pimento cheese. Yeah. The gnome giant pretzel. That that's where I'm going to be at. So I, I I did some uh, some weight calculation. That is half a kilo of pretzel. Like that is insane. That is massive. Is that a normal size pretzel? For that's you guys? a that's a that's a pound of pretzel then, right? Because sixteen ounces is a pound. Sixteen yeah. ounces a normal size for your pretzels. Well, you don't I mean, necessarily. It's called, gi- it's called a giant pretzel, James. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Jesus. You don't necessarily eat it all yourself. You'd probably split it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would eat it all myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I have eaten a pound of pretzel myself, but. Right. Fair enough. Also, I'm interested in smoked duck fat chop chip cookies. I just. What? I didn't see that. Where is, is where's that at? That was right at the bottom. That was a whole. Oh, I didn't even look at the desserts. Desserts. Okay. Yeah. Like smoked vanilla bean, duck, duck oatmeal, fat, chocolate chip cookies, cream oh pie. God. Yeah. Like smoked duck fat chocolate chip cookies. I don't even, I can't even imagine. What yeah, we're going to get, we're going like. to eat so much food. We're going to get so sweaty at this game, James. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm ready for it. So have European sporting stadiums, have they started basically having a restaurant showcase trying to get people to come to the games or do so, enha- enhance the game day experience? Yeah, not so much. Like, I haven't been to many stadiums, re- obviously, recently. But I remember when I went to to Wembley for the NFL game that I saw, that was a little bit different because they tried to make it as, as American as possible. So there were a lot of restaurants and kind of a lot of, like, food stalls that did a lot of, like, American food. But from memory, going to when I last went to stadiums, like there are there are just kind of places where you can buy food, but it's kind of yeah, it's quite generic about what you can get. It's nothing like this. Like this is kind of like this insane specialty thing from all these local restaurants. They're more just like they have a stall that sells like hot dogs and burgers and yeah, nothing fancy. Sam, Sam, I got a Twitter follow for you. It's called okay. Footy Scran. Footy Scran S C A or C S C R A N. It's just stadium food, football stadium food around the, the world. It's got the best and the worst. So if, if you follow that, you'll get to see hmm. what people eat in stadiums all around the are all around the world. Okay. Shout out Footy Scran. I mean, three hours ago they posted a chicken schnitty sandwich and potato pies at FC Cincinnati. And that looks a lot better than anything that FC Cincinnati does on the field. So <laughs> that's at uh, at Bristol City for seven seven pounds, you can get curry goat and Nan's chicken with Ooh. rice. That looks kind of gross, but I bet it's delicious. Yeah, I love curry. Anything curry is the best. And I, having- I appreciate that. That's they not only put them in euros, but they also translate it to pounds as well. Or like it's all local currency and then what it is in pounds. So it at least makes a little bit more sense to me. Nice. Yeah. Food looks good. Food looks good. 
I I always love, especially going to say Twins game or Loon's game. You you always know you're going to have good food options. Going to like a college sports game, like I, I don't remember at TCF there being great options as far as food went, but Allianz Field, top notch. Training room. It's Sunday night. We just wrapped up a eventful game in terms of the weather, in terms of the on-field performance as well, but definitely the weather made the game especially eventful. The training room is not shrinking. list of guys in the training room right now not shrinking. Why do you want to run through that? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so returning from injury this week is Trap. His hip injury is is in the past, and he was able to start this week, so good for him. Unfortunately, the guy that, that replaced him last week, Kervin Ariaga, is out with a thorax. Did we did we figure out what a thorax is? Yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, I, I must not have paid attention in that class. It's uh, it's like chest. It's like chest and, and neck. That's, that's thorax. So he's out with the thorax. I guess we'll figure out how long of an absence that will be. And also a fresh injury during the game, Franco Fragapane left with a hamstring injury at halftime. So I guess we'll we'll find out this week the severity of that. Uh, still out this week, unfortunately. Chase Gasper still recovering from that concussion. Roman Metnair and Abu Dunlade both have those thighs, those dreaded thigh injuries. And Ja'Cory Hayes. And Ja'Cory, sorry, and Ja'Cory Hayes. And someone that we we didn't bring up, sorry, sorry, Patrick Weah, but uh, Patrick Weah is still out with a knee injury. He tore his ACL, I think, in the offseason, right? Or right yeah. before the offseason. Uh, so he's still recovering from that. So uh, the squad's not in great shape injury-wise, but hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see how long these guys are. Hopefully some more of them can come back next week. Especially two weeks into the season. Especially two weeks into the season. Some of those uh, MNUFC2 guys looking uh, look like they might be getting a call up to the bench at this rate. Dude, knock on wood, man. Knock on wood. It's 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 all knocked. It's don't worry. We, we want to avoid that. Knock harder. <laughs> Start smashing the desk. So let's go around the MLS because uh, there were some interesting things that happened around the MLS this week, mainly involving former loons, as it turned out. But let's start with Mexico captain Hector Herrera signed with uh, Houston Dynamo as a DP. 31-year-old will join in the summer after his contract with Atletico Madrid expires. And this is kind of one of those things that you really see the difference in reporting based on what team is getting which player, right? So Toronto FC got a lot of press over the offseason, obviously a bigger player than Hector Herrera, but I did not even see this on Twitter at all that he was getting signed for Houston Dynamo. Like, it just was not there. But if it was anything to do with LA or into Miami, like, it's all over everything. So I think that's really good for them. 31-year-old, he's really, like, kind of just in his prime or just, you know, in his prime at least. So, yeah, plays for Atletico Madrid, so has a lot of big game experience. I think that'll be good for them. Uh, but, yeah, just I didn't even hear about this. So, <laughs> like, it's just zero coverage about this. And then, yeah, um, Charlotte FC also making the news. They lost, but in their loss to LA Galaxy, they did break the MLS attendance record. 74,479 people there for their home opener at Bank of America Stadium, which is also where the Carolina Panthers play. 
That's that's yeah. big. That's big, and it's a big contrast from those pictures we were seeing floating around Twitter of the New, the New England Revolution's oh, home yeah. opener. They're uh, the they're the uh, the supporter shield winner. Like we're so good last year, and oh my gosh, they can't. I mean, obviously they're playing in a football stadium, right? An American football stadium, but yeah. right, but like you know, like we played in an American football stadium for a while. Granted, it was a fifty thousand seater and not like a seventy thousand seater, but we at least filled the lower bowl when, when we were at TCF bank stadium and we weren't even that good. Now, granted that stadium was <laughs> right in the middle of our metropolitan area, not kind of off to the side and Foxborough where they are. Like, I guess that'd be kind of like if our, if our stadium was in, I don't know, Blaine or something, but that's pathetic. That's pathetic. It was their home opener. They are the defending supporter shield holders. Boston is a huge metropolitan area. I looked up the weather. It wasn't even a bad day. No, it looked good in those photos. Like there was just lit. There was no, but you, but you mentioned it was an NFL stadium. Well, so was Charlotte and they managed to deck out 74 and a half thousand people in the stadium and the revs. Yeah. It was real empty. Well, I guess it's good news for Charlotte though, right? Like to fill out that stadium with people to, to break that record. You know, they got to be pretty pumped for what they're building there in Charlotte. And who knows, maybe they can build a following. Like I know uh, Atlanta, our dreaded nemesis, Atlanta, they can fill up Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever it's called these days. Um, <laughs> they they usually like put banners or, or, over parts, right? Yeah. But like they, they fill it up pretty, pretty well, right? Yeah. You know, obviously it, they're it not. It looks full, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, that, and you know, that's what Seattle and Vancouver do. Right. And- so good for Charlotte. Hopefully they can keep that keep that momentum going. Yeah. And I, I imagine that there, it's not going to be 74,000 every game, right? We, when we opened up TCF, we had the entire stadium. It was incredibly snowy and the team was brand new. And I, it was a weird launch. I don't really remember a ton of hype around bringing Minnesota United in if you weren't already a soccer fan. But by the time we were ready to leave TCF, I remember that 50 K to midway campaign where they did fill up TCF and did have a full 50,000 people come to TCF Bank Stadium. That was that was pretty sweet. So, well done, Charlotte. So let's get on to some former loons. Francisco Calvo, repping, repping some old names right there. Justin's Scored guy. A, Justin's shout guy. Out, shout out Francisco Calvo. Uh, he scored a brace for San Jose in the 84th and the 96th minute, both of whom... Assisted by Jan Gregush, another former loon, to help San Jose get a three-all draw against Columbus Crew. Why? Why yeah, are these? That's... Why are these guys so good when they leave? <laughs> <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Yeah, and it didn't even stop there either. Uh, Ethan Finlay got his first two goals for Austin FC as well, and they had a five-one win over Inter Miami. And the Verde have now outscored their opponents ten to one in their first two matches, which is now an MLS record for most goals in the first two games of a season. It was previously eight, which was held by the 2016 Houston Dynamo and the 2020 Loons. Oh, hey, that's us. That, that's us. So that's a record we don't have anymore. But <laughs> who, who did Austin play in their first game? Uh, they played uh, Cincinnati. Oh, that <laughs> they, doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they played Cincinnati, which was 5-0, and Inter Miami, which was 5-1. 
They're up against. But hey, hey, they beat bad teams, right? Like that's that's what good teams are supposed to do. So we'll see if they become a good team. Well, now it's uh, Portland and Seattle up for them. Although Seattle have been absolutely pants. So, <laughs> yeah, Seattle haven't even scored a goal yet, right? So at least we're better than that. Yeah, at least. We're not that bad. As far as our U.S. men's national team, you've probably already heard, if you are a fan, Weston McKinney out for the rest of the season with a broken foot. Previously, we thought it'd only be 8 to 12 weeks. U.S. men's national team has some World Cup qualifiers coming up at the end of this month, and they will be tough ones. So U.S. men's national team will be missing Weston McKinney. That does suck. Hopefully someone steps up. And then we're, we're going to get to the 1-1 draw versus Nashville very soon. But just a quick shout-out, Minnesota Aurora FC. Tickets for the inaugural season went out on sale to the season ticket holders already last week. 50% of seats have already been purchased as of March 2nd. Well done, Minnesota Roar FC. We do not have our tickets yet, but we'll uh, get I have I, I have tickets. Oh, you have tickets already? Yeah. Justin yeah, is a season tickets. ticket holder. Yeah. 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 There, aren't, uh, there aren't single season tickets. They will come in spring, quote. Single game tickets, right? Single game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant, yeah. Single game tickets will come out, but yeah, season tickets went open to, to everyone, and uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, well done. I, I finally, I, I'm repping my scarf right now. None of you can see it, but I, I got my Aurora FC scarf in the mail. So I'm repping that. I, I got a shirt as well that I was wearing out and about the other day. Nice. Mine is being posted to me on Monday. All right. Yeah. Shout out, Nate. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Should we get on to this draw? Yeah. Let's talk about that, the draw. That, that took a very long time, if you include rain delay. Yes, it was supposed to get done before my kids went to bed, and it got done significantly after they went to bed. So, uh, 1-1 draw against Nashville SC. So, this is the second time we played them in the history of the club. The last time we played was a 0-0 draw away on October 6, 2020. You could tell what situation we were in at this point, because uh, Big Celery Aaron Schoenfeld started up top for us. Uh, and Kai Kamaro came on in relief. So it was during those days of uh, the, the Loons did not have a striker. So <laughs> it was zero, zero draw. But uh, I guess, you know, same result this time. But our lineup was goalkeeper Tyler Miller. The defense was Debassi, Kalman, Boxall, and Fisher again. Our midfield was Trap and Dotson. Attacking midfield was Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lode. And Amaria got the start up front. What do we think of this lineup, guys? I think it was about what we expected, especially knowing that Kervin Ariaga was not going to be able to play. I think Fisher filling in for Ramon Metinier or Chase Gasper, who, whoever happens to be whoever happens to be out, I think is a really nice option for us. Uh, he he was very involved in both the defense as well as in in the attack. It didn't seem like we were having to alter the way that we play defense with Fisher in the lineup. Um, we had him at both the right and the left during the game. So I thought Fisher did just fine. I guess I still am surprised, and we'll, we'll talk about this when we talk about subs, not only is Hanu on the bench, but Hanu was on the bench as an unused sub. And right, we've talked about this many times. I'm not necessarily surprised that Hanu isn't starting right now. I think Amaria 
I would start Amaria ahead of Hanu. I am a little bit surprised that we're not working in Hanu at all, but maybe I shouldn't, as we'll talk about in just a little bit. Lingwane does get the nod ahead of Hanu when it's time to bring someone in, and Lingwane looked great. Yeah, and I mean, he uh, he was a halftime sub as well. Franco pulled the hamstring. So, yeah, basically a halftime bongi comes on. And also uh, at halftime, we swapped DJ Taylor uh, came on for uh, Brent Coleman, which led to a formation change. So Debussy went to center back, Fisher then went to left back, and then Taylor slotted in at right back. I think DJ Taylor looks solid as well, like a very, very good player. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't use a sub apart from that. So, classic. I mean, also, you know what? 15 minutes into the second half, there was a 75-minute break. So, yeah, I think uh, lots of lots of time for rest and recuperation. Well, we I, I, I wonder, did that hurt us at all? Because after halftime, we bring Lungwani out on the, onto the field, and Nashville probably wasn't ready for that. He's out there for just about, what, 10 minutes, if even, and all of a sudden they get a 90-minute delay to then go back into the training room and talk about how they're going to address things differently with Lungwane on the field instead of Fragapane. So I, I don't know. That might have almost hurt us a little bit. but He was good, too. Like, the start of that second half, he was he was one of our better players, if not the best player on the field. Yeah, maybe it did, but uh, you know, in the end, we, in the end, we got a result. So I think that's uh, that's the important point. And if we look at the possession, we had fifty four percent. So we actually won the possession game, which we did not end first half leading the possession game. No. So right, like that was something that I really took note of. Is there are so many times when it looks like. The game is all tied up later in the game. There's maybe 10 to 15 minutes left, and it looks like Minnesota's sort of shutting things down. And Minnesota's the one that's parking the bus, trying to just wrap this thing up and go home. That wasn't the case. That was Nashville this time. The game is tied up. Nashville looks like they're playing for a point. Minnesota's the one putting the pressure on. Minnesota's the one trying to break them down rather than the other way around which is a, a lot more enjoyable to watch, uh, first of all. Uh, <laughs> rather Less than, stress. <laughs> yeah, rather than just watching your team try not to screw up. That was a nice, pleasant, refreshing change. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, l- less stress is always good. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the, the, only, the only annoying thing about that is when you put on so much pressure and there's just zero reward, right? Like you felt that, at the end of the game in the last 10 minutes, we we should have scored because, you know, the sheer amount of pressure and the sheer amount of time that we had the ball. But, I mean, it's good signs. Now, like I said, usually we're the one that shut up the bus. So, it's actually, it's quite nice that, uh, that you know, we looked attacking because basically that's something we talked about the entirety of last year that we weren't good at. So, it's nice to see that we've kind of turned a, a corner where where we do look dangerous. And we still look dangerous with one of our top offensive players out unexpectedly with a hamstring injury, right? In in the past, it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like you could, you could bring in Finlay and 
Finlay was a very different player for Robin Lud, but Finlay was always there if you needed him. And often we were having Finlay start, uh, especially with how much time Robin Lud missed during like the Euros and things like that last year. But we always we were used to at least having Finlay. Uh, as far as like left wing goes, I mean, I mean, there are, there have been times where we haven't even had someone that can play left wing, right? There, there have been times where we've been shoving like Hassani Dotson into there, just hoping that something works. Not only does our left winger go down, but we replace him with someone that arguably was the most exciting player to watch all game long in Bangi Lungwane. So that was also very refreshing. So it's nice. You know, it's good to it's good to win a possession battle. Basically, is the is the, is the come out of that shots on target. We uh, another stat we won. This is weird. It's odd to win these stats. We uh, we had four shots uh, on target out of fourteen, so we were at twenty nine percent. And Nashville had three out of thirteen, so they were at twenty three percent. So, yeah, I mean, we we could be doing better, but. You know, at least we at least we're having shots, and yeah, I think we'll talk about it later. But that was a lot of like hitting the post as well. This game as well, the post the post saw some action. Expected goals. We also won this stat. Look at that, a clean sweep. Uh, we were at one point seven, uh, and Nashville were at one point four. So yeah, pretty close. We probably should have had a second goal, but uh, you know, not unreasonable to expect that. Uh, yeah, it finished one all. And well, yeah, let's get into the game. I mean, it was a sloppy game and it looked miserable. I didn't go. Justin was supposed to go, but he wussed out. Sold sold those tickets. Sorry, sold those tacos. I sold those tickets, man. I could not. I was not going to sit out there in that rain. How much money did you get for it? Uh, I I reserved the right to withhold that information from you, Sam. I mean, Uh, but I I definitely lost money. Yeah, I saw tickets going for four dollars within an hour of the start of the game. Um, I got I got more than four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the the only tickets I saw that were right, you go on SeatGeek and the green is the color if it's a good deal. Well, the entire stadium, first of all, the entire stadium looked like they had seats available. Most of those seats were green. Of course, the luxury suites, those were all red. So not only were those not only were those available, but if you wanted to get in, you had to pay quite a bit. And I, I suppose, right, if you're going to splurge on a luxury suite, might as well do it on the day that it's absolutely miserable outside. It was cold. It was rainy. I think it was like hailing at one point. I, I know over on the on the Minneapolis side of things, it starts snowing quite a bit. I'm not sure if it ever did that in St. Paul. I definitely didn't see that on the broadcast. But it looked like a pretty miserable game to go to. Uh, it looked like the kind of game I would have definitely gone to five years ago. I definitely was pretty happy to be on my couch watching it. Five years ago, Sam would be upset with me to say that. Five years hey, ago, Sam would be listen, calling listen, me a sellout. Sam. Yeah, Sam, you didn't have to sit for seventy-five minutes underneath in like the 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 concourse while you waited for a delay, though. Like that's the. I mean, that's the hard yeah. part. That was Ugh. the time I turned it off. I, I actually stayed up to watch this game. And then at halftime, I was like, okay, I'll get into bed. And then I was watching it on my phone. 
I said to the guys, I'm like, right, it's halftime. I'm going to bed. And then I got into bed and I was like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'll just continue watching. Like, it's fine. And then it started to rain delay. I was like, okay, no, I'm actually going to bed. Because they were like, oh, it's going to be at least half an hour. I was like, yeah, I'm not staying up for that. <laughs> I'm kind of glad 74 I went to bed. 74 minutes. 74 minutes, James. That would have been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I went to bed. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but when the, when the rain delay happened, uh, when, when the lightning basically started happening, I don't know if you saw on the TV broadcast, but Reynoso's like, why are we coming off? Like, what? Like, why Why are we leaving? And one, one of the other guys, I don't know who it was, was like, pointing to the sky like, it's lightning. <laughs> Ray's like, well, fine. <laughs> so Play he, until someone gets hit, right? Yeah, basically. He was, he, he, looked, he was kind of annoyed that they had to come off. So that was pretty funny. Well, it's usually the tallest guy in the field that's going to get hit, right? <laughs> that's not him that's not him that probably would have been the that probably would have been the nashville goalkeeper probably joe, joe willis is he the tallest guy on the field right through the mustache do you think that mustache made him look more like a firefighter or a police officer <laughs> i think he just looked like a nice upstanding gentleman yeah he did he did not as good as when tyler miller had the mustache because when tyler miller had it it looked badass right like he looked kind of like an assassin yeah so the thing about tyler miller's mustache is like it was never like i don't think it ever got over the sides of the mouth right so it was just kind of across the top and like that was a that was the thing he did whereas joe willis was was pretty dirty yeah like full and (laughs) over the sides and even tom boggart was like i see you i see you i see mustache i i have i have mad respect for the guys that can't can't grow much mustache that still go after get after it you know like the wispiness looks nice you know it's F, it's a for effort right a for effort for tyler miller i'm sure that's he's not rocking anymore because it was not a successful look but i appreciated that he did it oh i i i, I don't know i don't know if i would call that unsuccessful i think he did a great job with that mustache he looked like zero it was great Again, you're, you're laughing, but you turn your mic off. Like, so I'm, I make a great joke and then no one <laughs> listeners at home are like, Hey, Sam, you have the, you have the ability to just insert laughs, you know, maybe here, here, James. All right. You and me, we're going to laugh in unison right now. So Sam can like keep this for later. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was great. Sam. Uh, so good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you can clip that and just insert at will into episodes. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> well, it was also a lot of work. Oh, look at that segue. After five minutes, when Nashville took an early lead because our defending sucked. Are we 40 minutes in and haven't even talked about what happened five minutes into the game? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, thankfully, a lot else that happened in this game apart from a lot of rain. But... Yeah, I mean, our defending sucked. They got in two massive diagonal balls, and we just let them do it. And then, uh, yeah, they uh, knocked one back across goal, knocked it past Tyler Miller. CJ Sapong, five minutes in, they were uh, they were ahead. And, uh, yeah, we need, we need to fix that because we can't go to a 3-5-2 if we're that bad in defense. Listen, we gave up one goal in the fifth minute, James, and then shut him out the rest of the way. Come on, dude. Yeah. It, we just looked terrible when we did that. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. 
Uh, then we, you know, went to halftime. We talked about subs. We talked about a 74-minute lightning delay. And then uh, 71st minute, Renoso and Luis Amaria come up with this beautiful set piece straight from the training ground where Ray pops it to the top of the box and Amaria smashes it goalward. There's some rebounds. There's some, there's some confusion. It comes off the post, which I think was the third time it hit the post this game doomsday jeremy shout out to doomsday jeremy was counting in whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> he had three posts and two goals by the end and uh yeah sonny dodson managed to uh to poke it in was uh quicker than uh quicker than joe willis to get to it so one all and that's uh that's how it stayed well and right we we talked earlier about it was very refreshing watching our attack after going down early nashville Joe Willis at least led the league in clean sheets last year. I don't know if Nashville necessarily won the league with clean sheets last year. I'm sure they would have been close, if not the top team as far as clean sheets go. They have a good defense, right? They have Walker Zimmerman. They have a they have a very quality defense. They can shut teams out. They can be tough to break down. When we didn't get that first goal, Right, That was our big theme that we talked about last year is when you looked at Minnesota United, if they score the, fir- if they score the first goal, Minnesota United's success rate was very high. If Minnesota United did not score the first goal, Minnesota tended to struggle. So when we went down five minutes in and we're up against a Nashville that has a good defense, does shut teams out, I was very nervous, especially the 20 minutes or so that followed that fifth minute opening goal from Nashville. The first 20 minutes left a lot of questions. Um, Fortunately, those questions were answered and we started putting the heat on, started creating chances, making some things happen even more so in the second half. That is another positive I take away. I, I don't mean to take positives. You know, last game was a one, one draw and we were, pretty positive about that one, one draw this one, one draw. I'm also feeling pretty positive and right. Like put aside the fact that it was incredibly sloppy and you, you really have to take anything you see with a grain of salt. But the fact that Minnesota United was able to eventually get that goal against Nashville, I'm not sure if we would have gotten that goal last year. I think you're right. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I mean, a lot of times last year we'd kind of get that, that snake bit feeling, right? Where we're we're taking a lot of shots. You know, that's why James keeps bringing it up, bringing it up, like winning the winning the shot on target battle, right? Like we just keep trying to score goals and we just keep missing. And this time, right? Like great setup, great initial hit by Amaria doesn't happen, but we have people there ready to go and huge heads up play by Hassani Dotson to get that goal in to to tie this game up. And I mean, Nashville was content with a point after that, right? And like that, that was nice. That was a nice comeback for us. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, it's one of those things where Adrian Heath talked about, you know, he thinks we should have won the first game, but especially after the slow start, it was good to get a draw. But I think, yeah, you're right. Like, I think we could have done better. Uh, and we looked, we had intent to do better. And that's the, even though it's a draw, I think that's the important thing. We had intent, uh, so that's kind of that's kind of the exciting thing to take out of it. You know, we look at the table, and we are currently in 
eighth place on a sexy two points, which is two points more than we had this time last year. Um, ninth place is Portland. Uh, they only have one point, but they are also yet to play. If I look down this table, guys, let's uh, let's talk about a couple of things. Firstly, there are five teams that have not uh, six, seven teams, sorry, that have not scored a goal yet. Jeez. In the entire MLS, seven teams. Houston, Vancouver, Seattle, Chicago, NYCFC, Charlotte, and Cincinnati. Uh, so you saved Cincinnati for the end. I, I was waiting for it. I, yeah. I, I didn't know for <laughs> sure that they were on the list. I just assumed and yeah, they were. Yeah, they, uh, they are on the list. But if you look down this table, Seattle is zero and two. So they've had two two one nil losses to start the season. And Austin and the LA Galaxy are both two and zero. LA Galaxy have scored two goals, uh, and Austin, as we talked about, have scored ten. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think so far? And Nashville being in third as the newcomers. It, it, I think it is still early. I, I remember 2018. I feel like we had a pretty nice start to the season in 2018, and then it, we we kind of reverted to normal. Right, last year we had a god awful start, and then we we reverted to normal. LA Galaxy and Austin could have great seasons, and you know, I I'm not writing them off. Uh, they probably deserve to be two and zero. I didn't watch either of those games. I'm sure that they deserve to be two and zero. Is this zero and two Seattle going to be what we see from them all season long? No. Is an zero and two Cincinnati that can hardly score a goal going to be what we see all season long? Probably, but is an zero and two Seattle? No, that that's not going to be how the season goes. Should we should we do what we did last year when we were zero and two and say how many more games does Seattle have to lose before whoever their coaches should be on the hot seat? <laughs> well, you, you know the funny thing is that we talked about. <laughs> so I literally mentioned the LA Galaxy and Austin are both two and zero, and they're both of Seattle's next opponents. So they play the Galaxy, then they play Austin, then they play us, and then they play Cincinnati. <laughs> so you know they should at least win the Cincinnati game. I love Cam and want him to be happy. Can you imagine the pandemonium pandemonium in Seattle if this streak keeps going and they go up against Cincinnati thinking that they're finally going to turn it around and it doesn't happen? I know a lot has to happen for this scenario to play out. Oh, that would be that would be, be delicious. I would I, I would love I would love to see that. That would I, be so glorious. Cincinnati first win on the road this season as well. They're giving up five goals a game and then they go beat Seattle. That'd be great. And beat them like six to five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I mean, Seattle, uh, Seattle also have the CONCACAF champions league quarterfinal as well. Uh, So Seattle, they got got a few things going. Yeah. Seattle's good. Seattle's going to be just fine. And Seattle usually starts off slow anyway. So they're used to this. They will be just fine. But two points in two games, guys. How are we feeling about this? It's better than none. That's all I got to say. It's better than none. My prediction can still come true. That's the important point. I predicted that we would be on, I think, eight points after four games or six games. I think it was after six games. Someone had a Twitter Someone had a Twitter thing where you could put in you know, how many points you thought the loons would be on. So I think, uh, I think I'm doing all right. I'm happy with two points, to be honest. A game that we could have won, a game that we could have lost, two points seems fine. 
Well, and both of them were good teams. Philly, we definitely looked rusty. We definitely looked rusty. It looked like the first game of the season. We mentioned that last week. Philly is a good team. That was away. The weather, the weather last night in St. Paul was dreadful. That definitely played a factor in how the game was being played out. Nashville is a very good team as well. Yeah, in you know, starting the season with two draws, being in eighth place after two games. Are you thrilled about it? Not necessarily, but when you put things into context, I I don't think you can be too negative about it. Yeah. I'm saying it's like it, it's good, it's not great, but it's not terrible, right? So it's it's a, it's a happy it's a happy medium. We uh we do need to win some games though. <laughs> so I'd love to see us, you know, convert into three points, but you know, a lot losing also feels good. So Yeah. Absolutely. So what about Bongi? How do we feel about seeing an entire half of Bongi? Jeremy already bought his jersey. Jeremy texted us today. Jeremy's all in, guys. <laughs> yeah. We were peer pressuring him yesterday because you know he doesn't have a loons jersey yet. And he kept talking about Bongi as his guy. He he said, He he's my guy. None of you can have him. Which like, come on. Bongi is for all of us, Jeremy. Bongi's for everyone. <laughs> So, like, first of all, like, what is that? But then he was like, oh, I don't know if I can justify buying a Loon's jersey full price right now. And we're like, do it. Come on. Come on. And then we stopped, right? We we stopped, right? Because we're, we're adults and we don't bully our friends uh, repeatedly anyway. And just today we get a random text just saying, hey, I bought it. It's on its way. So well done, Doomsday. Well done. Yeah, I'm excited. I also shout out to to Minnesota's Minnesota United's social media manager for just every post on Facebook is essentially just bongy through the week. Uh, and that's like all their interaction is like all of their kind of reactions and everything is just all they do is post bongy. Whereas like the Twitter is where you get more of the like what's going on with the actual loons. Facebook just seems to be a bongy appreciation place. And I'm here for it. Um, half of the Facebook likes are from South Africans. So <laughs> basically uh, I'm, I'm super stoked by how well he's going. He looks really good. We talked about it. He was one of our most dangerous people on the pitch. Um, yeah. And if Franco can't, uh, can't, I almost call him Frankie. If Franco can't go next game, uh, then we might see a, a whole game of Bongi. And uh, yeah, I think we and South Africa are ready, uh, are ready for that to happen. Did you yeah, think that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to see him, him potentially get a full game though. I, I love Franco. He's great. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun to see him play for a full game. Did you think he Bongi looked green at all? Uh, you know, I, I think of a, a shot that was way off target. I think of a couple of passes that, weren't anywhere near where he attempted to send them. Do you think he looked green at all? Um, obviously a lot of energy, obviously you see a lot of potential there. There, there were a few misses though. I mean, he's 21 years old, right? Right. I mean, like that's only good. That excuse only lasts for so long, but for right now, he, if he's not the youngest guy on our team, he's close to being the youngest guy on our team. Uh, but he, he looks the part, right? He, you're going to see some kind of, 
you know, moments here and there where he doesn't, you know, do the great things. But like you see those moments of promise, you see those moments where he shows that he can be a guy that can take over. I think back to the the Philly game and when he dribbled into the box and and went past three guys. Like there aren't a lot of guys that can do that, right? Like in one of these days, he's going to do that and he's going to score a goal and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I mean, I'm also not sure how much he would have played in conditions like that either. Sure. Like that's probably um, another thing. He is uh, the second youngest player on our team. The youngest player is uh, Joseph Rosales. By not not Big Fred. Uh ah, yeah. Like I'm looking at stats of who's played or right. been so on the, the bench this of year. the people that play. Sorry, Fred. Yeah, so sorry, sorry, Big Fred. <laughs> I mean, Fred's like 17, right, or 16. So Patrick Way is also under 18. Azil Jackson, but yeah. So those guys are also younger, but yeah. Uh, only one younger than Bongi that's been on the bench so far is uh, Joseph Rosales. Okay. Yeah, and I I remember seeing that Bongi was coming in for uh, Fregapane, though. Bongi essentially came in for Fregapane, but I think it was announced that he was coming in for Coleman. I think officially he came in for Coleman, and then like later we see that DJ Taylor came in for Fregapane. It in terms of who really came in for who, in all you know, practicality, it was Bongi comes in for Fregapane. But I remember when we first saw that, it made me think that we were going to a two-striker formation because it looked like we were taking off. A, it, it looked like we were taking off a defender in in favor of putting someone someone else up front. And I briefly thought we were playing with two strikers and thinking that we opted for Bongi instead of um, Hanu in a two-striker formation. We actually did kept, keep going with the 4-2-3-1 and slotted Lungwane into Franco's left-wing spot. So... Ease up, ease up. Two strikers? What? Don't, don't, don't be ridiculous. I yes, we we talked we about this last. Here. We talked about this last week, right? We we don't typically we don't typically play with two strikers. We don't typically switch away from the four two three one. There are some hints this season that it may actually happen eventually, probably with Hanu. But and until then, we don't talk about Hanu. New, new, new. Sam, Sam, do you watch Encanto with your kids yet? We started it. She doesn't have the attention span for that yet. We, we're, anything longer than 20 minutes isn't going to work for us. So, Yeah, well, Hanu, sorry, bud. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Adrian Heath doesn't think you can play in the Sneet. Maybe you told them you don't want to play in the Sneet. Maybe we're just talking about all this stuff and none of it matters. Because in a month, you're going to be our everyday starter. Uh, but right now, we're a little worried. But I guess th- there's time to figure it out. There's time to figure out where your role is on the team. Let's hope that he gets playing time soon. I would say curious more than worried. I would say Intrigued. Intrigued. Yeah, that's a good, good word. We'll just throw more words out there until we work out what's happening with him. But... Maybe we'll see him Sunday. Next up, Sunday, March 13th at New York Red Bulls, 6 p.m. Central. There's daylight savings. Spring is upon us. Uh, So don't forget to spring ahead one hour. 
Nice. I can't claim that, but that that's good. This I is the one where I lose an hour of sleep, right? Yes, you lose yeah. an hour of sleep, Sam. But but it'll be it'll be dark later, right? Like you'll you'll the that's sun true. will set at like seven thirty as opposed to six thirty. So also shout out if you if you hadn't realized that's six p.m. Central, not one p.m. Central, because they did change the time of that game, which did mess up my potential post loon slot because <laughs> I was counting on it being nice and early. But we'll see, we'll see. Justin, uh, you're going to be back on spring break, buddy. Yeah, I, so I'm I'm gonna not I'm gonna be trying to watch this game at some point, uh, but I will not be a part of the podcast next week because I'm gonna be on a trip. I'm gonna spend some time in Colorado uh, during. During the game, I'm actually going to be in Arizona watching the Phoenix Suns play the LA Lakers Ooh, basketball cool. game. So nice. I'm looking forward to that. I've, I get to see LeBron James in person. Uh, so I'm excited for that. As a Lakers fan, I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. It should be fun. And I've been cheering for Phoenix. My mom lives, my mom lives down there. Phoenix Suns are really good. So it's been fun to kind of cheer on, cheer them on as like a secondary team to my lowly Minnesota sports squads. Oh, wait. So my my dear to my heart, Milwaukee Bucks beat your second favorite team last year in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it was it was a bummer. No, I'm just kidding. I know like nothing about basketball. I actually... And they beat them yesterday too. Or no, they beat them today. The Bucks beat the Suns today. Awesome. <laughs> Would have never known that. <laughs> Doesn't even know. <laughs> No, I, I it was fun watching the Bucks. I I know very little about basketball. Um I follow the Wisconsin Badgers a little bit closer than the Milwaukee Bucks, but it was fun watching the NBA Finals and all the NBA playoffs. I typically once it's playoff time, I will start tuning into the Bucks. Growing up though, growing up though, Justin, did I ever tell you who my, I did like the NBA a lot when I was a kid? And did I ever tell you who my guy was? All right, you, so you're my age. I'm your age. So let me think. Is it Steve Nash? No. No, we're older than that. Older than that. Yeah. Because I'm talking I'm talking elementary school. By the time I was in middle school, I fizzled up. I, so I was a Grant Hill guy. So I watched the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Who was your guy? Well, I was a Phoenix Suns fan, if that helps you out. So you were a Barkley guy? I was a big Barkley guy, yeah. Nice. Barkley was my favorite player. So for a while, like in elementary school, the Suns were my favorite team. And then for a while, the Rockets were my favorite team. Yeah. And then once once Barkley retired, then I kind of switched to just being a Bucks fan. But And then I stopped caring about basketball altogether. But... <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, I've been Lakers for of course for you have been forever. of course yeah I had a Kobe ball like the the OG number two like before he switched and yeah I was uh... Sam Sam uh, you know what? I'm gonna defend you right now James as I get older I feel less anger towards f- fan free agency I think that if anyone wants to just quit whatever team they care about and and cheer on someone that's good they should do it. Because watching good teams play is way more fun than toiling in the sadness of a mediocre squad. <laughs> of, being so, Detro- of, of being a Detroit Lions fan. I mean, uh, yeah. mediocre teams. <laughs> so, James, He's if you know what? about Minnesota sports. Go ahead, James. Cheer for all the good teams. 
I mean, you know, the Lakers aren't good right now, right, Sam? Like, we just beat the Warriors after we'd lost, like, five or six games in a row. So, you also but at some point, you James, you had a good experience. two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was two years Listen, ago. It's not great every year, guys. We only win the championship every other we year. We can't make playoffs every year. It sucks. <laughs> I didn't think that the Bucks would win the finals in my lifetime, right? Like, I didn't think it would happen in my lifetime. It happened once. and. From there, I, and, and of course, I'm saying this as someone that's not a big basketball fan, not a big Bucks fan, but I'm like, Giannis can do whatever he wants now. Like, he he brought Milwaukee, he brought Wisconsin something that Wisconsin never thought it would have, ever. Like, I would have bet- went to the promised land. Right. I would have bet money that it was never going to happen. And it did. And it, it happened because of, uh, right, it, it happened because a- you know, once in a generation kind of player comes to comes to Milwaukee for some reason. And yeah, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Justin, um, and and I know we gotta kind of sign off pretty soon, but a mutual friend of yours and I, um, we Joanna, right? Joanna is her name. She was kind of ripping on the Vikings. She was like, Why would anyone watch this team? Why would anyone watch this team? They're never going to win. They're never going to, you know, just kind of going off on that. We've all heard that before. And I was like, well, I actually here defended the Vikings, which is not something that I find myself doing very often. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of upside down world are we living in? Right? I was Listen, like, you can have you can have pity. He can have pity for the Vikings. No, no, it wasn't even oh, that. It was, just, it was just. Pity defense. You know, so, so hear me out. Like. I've now, and this isn't a humble brag, this is just me kind of putting perspective out. I have experienced my favorite NFL team win uh, the Super Bowl twice in my lifetime. Once when I was in third grade, once when I was wrapping up college, I got to see my favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl. Hopefully I see that again, right? Hopefully I see that again uh, at least once or twice um, while, while I'm still here, right? That, that would be ideal. But anytime I see them lift that Lombardi trophy, it's not going to be the first time. Should the Vikings ever win the Super Bowl? Imagine that feeling. That that makes it, yes, that's a big if, right? It's probably never going to happen, let's face it. But if it ever happens, that's going to be the, like, think about the Cubs fans in, what, 2016 or whatever? Think about, like, how many grown, like, grown like tough guys you saw cry for the first time in 2016 and maybe you didn't see as much of that because you know i'm from southern wisconsin where there are a lot of cubs fans and i just see people recording themselves crying and posting it on facebook like that's what it's going to be like for the vikings if it ever happens it's probably not um this is probably all moot but if it ever happens you get that yeah, I, I think I think a a big thing is is that the Minnesota sports scene is very starved for a championship, uh, unless who, you're the the Lynx, the Lynx, right? Which which no no disrespect to the Lynx, they are doing awesome things, and and a lot of people cheer for that. But there are a lot of people that that's not even on their radar, right? So, uh, if one of the major sports, whichever of the major sports teams in Minnesota, whichever one of them gets a championship first is going to be unreal. Like they're going to make so much money off the team off of it. Right. Like they're going to be immortalized forever. I mean, that's the case anytime you win a championship. Right. But, but man, this, this, this state is hurting 
I would. I hope that people would jump on the loons bandwagon if we were the ones. We were almost there, right? We almost got there. I was just going to ask, like, would a loons MLS Cup win quench that thirst? I mean, people hopped on the bandwagon for the finals, right? The Western Conference finals. And I mean, that was like the only time they talked about the loons on the news, right? But like, I mean, if, if it was basketball, if it was baseball, if it was hockey, if it was football, like it would be unreal. The whole state would, would go nuts. It's just no one has figured out the special sauce to make it happen yet. Are, are the Wilds still doing good? Uh, they are currently on a, a skid, uh, but they, I mean, they're, they're going to be a playoff team. They should be a playoff team. The Timberwolves are a playoff team, but it's like, are they, are they championship teams? Right. And, and the jury's kind of out on that. So uh, this team, the city loves it when someone's good. The state loves it when someone's good enough to be a championship contender. Uh, you know, but every time it happens now, it's like it's almost like worse than the last time if it, you know, it doesn't work out right. So yeah, yeah so much we're just gonna, pressure. We're just gonna, yeah, we're gonna just gonna keep our fingers crossed and, and hope. Because <laughs> like I I read an article as well uh, that uh, MLS is now the fourth biggest sport in the U.S. It overtook uh, the NHL. Apparently, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. It's the most popular sport in the world, right? So, and it's coming quick at baseball. It's, yeah, like it's still don't get it's still a very very long way behind uh, the NFL yeah. uh, and to some extent the NBA, but it's still very niche. And I, I mean, you can make the argument that niche, niche. We, we say niche. Okay, <laughs> you say aluminium. So shut up. It's spelled differently. Aluminium. You know, it's spelled differently, right? Aluminium and aluminum. They're not spelled the same. That's why they're pronounced yeah, differently. Yeah, I, I know. I, I lived over yeah. there. You guys also put S's where you should have Z's. I, I get it. I we get also it. put U's in proper places. Yeah. Like you just take out the U. Yeah, and you yeah. call Z, Z. That's spelled the same, and you call it Z. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Zeppelin. Guys, guys, we got to keep this podcast under an hour. It <laughs> makes it so much harder to to edit it when our podcasts are over an hour. We've literally run out of show notes as well. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sam. I we have a good time with this. I know you're having a good time, yeah, with Sam. So that's why. That's why I give you a hard time. I, I feel like I had one last Minnesota sports point to make. I don't know what it was. I'm going to be re-listening to this and be like, oh man, I should have said that. The point is, Joanna, if you're listening, which I know you're not, keep the faith in your Vikings. Keep keep the faith. Because if it happens, it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. I know. I, I hope I hope before I'm gone from this earth that I get to experience it. Uh, if not, if, cry. if not in like, uh, in like 10 years, I'm going to just... You know, I'm going to pick a team at the NFC championship game. I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just, or maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be that late. I can, I can pick a good team going. Maybe I just want to be a Chiefs fan. Should I just become a Chiefs fan? Yeah. Yeah. But watch, you're going to latch yourself to the Chiefs and you'll be like all those people that latched themselves to Seattle like eight years ago. And (laughs) like, that looked like a great pick at the time and nothing's happened since they didn't hand the ball off. They tried to throw it and it's been downhill from there. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you could latch yourself onto the chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes seems like a nice guy. Do you really want to do that to him? 
Nah, man, I've, I've been a Vikings fan too long to give up on the give up on the dream. So uh, someday, someday, someday. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Peace out. Pot on you loons. Peace out. Everybody, everybody have a good week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Peace out. Pot on your loons. And reach out if you want to bring James on your boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not awkward. <sighs> <sighs> yep. Okay. Yeah, get See me on the boat. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>